Good morning. Like many little boys, I grew up playing with G.I. Joes. Unlike many little boys, I never grew out of it. This is where my story begins. My name is Dave Bopp, and I'm a combat veteran. Sometimes we can look back and be encouraged by the faith and truth we demonstrated during trials in our lives. These trials shape us, they challenge us. Other times looking back, we're simply reminded of the grace the Lord and those around us show us as we stumble through it all. Either way, we recognize how God used it and how we are stronger for it. My challenge was serving as a paratrooper and an officer in Iraq, and I am stoutly in the Thankful for Grace camp. I grew up in a Christian home. I was raised in First Pres. I went to Sunday school there. I went to Fishy and Club with many people in this room. I remember reading my picture Bible every morning during the summers and doing daily devotions throughout high school. I remember feeling that God was my best friend, my companion, and I talked to him constantly. As a Christian, albeit a Christian with very little challenge in his life. However, I was haunted with feelings of inadequacy and of wanting to prove myself. I sought the opportunity to prove myself and to gain honor. For most of my life, I considered it to be the ultimate honor to serve my country, sacrificing everything I had for the freedom of those that were oppressed. So, I became an Airborne Ranger. After serving in the 82nd Airborne as a rifle platoon leader in a particularly oppressed neighborhood in Baghdad, many of my perspectives profoundly changed. When I first entered Iraq, I entered as a Christian. My perceptions and compassion remained unaffected. I wanted to love the Iraqi people. My platoon called me Lieutenant Hugs and Kisses, <laughs> which is not a good nickname for a paratrooper or a ranger. <laughs> But things happen, things change you. Every day we were attacked in one manner or another and there was nobody to blame for it. Our enemy was the Jaysh al-Mahdi and they fought very differently than other Sunni sects in the area. They were snipers, mortars, rockets, and IEDs. That's how they fought us, very indirectly. We only saw their faces when we caught them sleeping. We began to discover that those that we had trust were betraying us and helping the enemy. I lost trust, I lost faith. More than anything else, it changed my perspective of human beings. At the time, I thought human beings were disgusting, that they take and take and take until they destroy themselves. It's a disease, we are diseased, and I hated humanity for it. When you're in Iraq, you view yourself as part of the problem, but also part of the solution. When somebody innocent dies, you don't feel bad. You begin to hate anybody that isn't in your platoon. You begin to hate your chain of command for putting you at risk. You begin to hate your country for not understanding what you're going through. You begin to hate the people that you are trying to help for not doing anything to help themselves. You begin to hate the innocent and guilty equally. I became full of hate and rage. I became obsessed with catching, destroying the enemy. Not because I wanted to do it for my country, but because I didn't want to have to write a letter home explaining to some mother why I'd gotten her son killed. One night, in an attempt to retrieve intelligence about the enemy we were fighting, I put a gun in a kid's mouth and handed him a shovel and told him to dig his own grave. He wetted himself while my men laughed. They praised me for being hardcore. God showed up. 
That night, I looked in the mirror and recognized that I had become exactly what I had vowed to fight against. I saw darkness in my eyes, and I cried for hours. I joined the military to fight for those that couldn't fight for themselves, to be a protector. And here I was, harassing a kid, scaring him to death. God took me out of the army, but I left feeling betrayed, confused, and disillusioned. The only skills I had from the army were jumping out of airplanes, shooting things, and blowing things up in places where most people wouldn't dare set foot. These aren't skills that translate very well in the civilian world, and I found it very difficult to get a job. For a while, I was very angry with God. I was confused as to why I felt so called to be a soldier, and here I was completely lost. I was struggling with PTSD, grieving my dead friends who died in combat, drinking entirely too much, and I was really angry. Like Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump, only with legs. God put a mentor in my life, a firefighter who convinced me that I could use some of the skills that I'd acquired in the Army in the field of international disaster response. From that moment on, God was carrying me. I'd been wounded in battle, and he was carrying me out of the fight carrying me to safety, opening doors, carrying me through. I imagine most of us can feel a time or remember a time where we felt abandoned by God, only to feel like a complete idiot when you see God's plan carried out. Hindsight's 2020, especially when it comes to God's plan. God didn't abandon me, I abandoned him. Nobody forced me into any of the actions that I carried out, and my own quest for honor blinded me to the seeds that Satan was plant the seeds that Satan was planting inside me. Scholarships opened up, slots at UN schools opened up, internships at Christian nonprofits, my unique understanding of operations and logistics in, an austere, in austere environments that I acquired in war enabled me to assist and provide humanitarian aid in some of the toughest places on the planet, to include Pakistan, Mali, Nigeria, Lebanon, and Somalia. It was all effortless. It was almost comical how everything was falling into place. I wish I could say that after such displays of the Lord's faithfulness and grace that I would have had some born-again experience along the way, that I would have cast off all that hinders and was walking in the light, like Lieutenant Dan after the hurricane in Forrest Gump. The truth is, is that I continue to walk in the dark. I still struggled with rage, pain, and horrible sin. I caused pain to those around me, most significantly my amazing wife, Robin. The profound and devastating ways in which I've, been, I've hurt her in the past seven years of our marriage still caused me to wake at night. Those seeds that Satan planted were planted deep, and many are still there. The Lord carried me out of the battle, but those wounds I suffered are taking quite some time to mend. I'm still weak. Despite this, God, my wife, and everyone around me has shown me immeasurable grace, patience, and forgiveness. I continue to be immeasurably blessed. I have two amazing children that many of you saw baptized recently. I just finished graduate school on a scholarship, and I just got my dream job in Washington, D.C. And my wife, despite everything, has stood by me, undaunted and fiercely strong. I keep waiting for the floor to fall out, for the hammer to fall, but it hasn't. It's almost like my Life is the tale of the prodigal son on constant repeat. 
Those wounds are healing. I'm slowly becoming the husband, father, son and brother, and Christian that I want to be. I used to feel pressured to have this born-again testimony in which everything changed in an instant and I was suddenly in the light. The truth is, now, I wouldn't change my story for anything. My story has given me the opportunity to see the infinite abundance of God's mercy and love. The cross has never been so clear to me. I am so insurmountably undeserving of everything that I have. And yet, here I am, showered in grace because my sins have been paid for and bled.